Hey there, I'm Tiffany. I'm a registered nurse with eight years experience and the Nursing Student Diaries podcast is all about helping nursing students make it through the crazy challenge called nursing school. My hope is you leave this show each week feeling empowered and encouraged to take on whatever nursing school throws at you. Nursing school can be tough, but you, my friend, are tougher. Let's do this. Hey there, welcome back to the Nursing Student Diaries podcast. So today's episode is all about writing. It was inspired by my own upcoming school schedule. I have three papers due in the next three weeks. So I was starting to think about writing and APA format and how just following your professor's instructions and staring at the rubric and thinking about writing a four to six page paper can be daunting and scary. So I thought we would do a podcast episode about it and just go over a few things that I have found that have been helpful for me and I think will be helpful for you. So let's talk APA format, the daunting, scary thing it is. Um, It's not very easy to go over it on a podcast, just talking about it. So I would highly encourage you also to check out some resources that I have found super helpful. Obviously, check that APA manual. I know the manual is not very easy to read, but they do have very, very good resources. Um, There's a sample paper in there. The tables are very helpful. What I find easy for me is that instead of trying to figure out which chapter um, something is in that I wanna look up, I flip back to the index, say I'm looking up headings, look under heading, and then it'll guide you to where you need to go or your reference list or how to talk about, um, put tables in your uh, papers because I'm not very good at putting a table in my paper. So usually I'll use the index and then kind of flip back to that front of that paper. But anyway, APA format, let's just talk basics because I feel like that's very easy to go over. These are very simple things that you may miss, but on those rubrics, they are worth points and points give you a good grade. So all APA papers are that 12 point Times New Roman double spaced font. They all have a title page, a reference page, and utilize headings. So your title page, check your school specifics. I know the APA manual says that it wants you to put your name and your affiliates on there. My school, for example, they want the title of your paper, your name, your school, your school, and then the um, classroom and your professor's name and the date submitted, which is a lot. So I guess your school and your class and what section you're in, your professor are considered your affiliates. So definitely check your school specifics, but that's usually what uh, most of them want. So you have your title page. Um, Your running head is going to be your title or shortened title of your book and that header section all the way to the left. Page numbers all the way to the right. Page one starts with your title page. Super easy. These are easy things to miss, but easy things to do. Um, then again, you want your title page. You're gonna have an introduction. You're gonna have your headings about all your different paragraphs, your summary, and your reference page. Again, those references are not an easy thing to talk about over a podcast. Highly recommend to check your APA manual. I also utilize the Purdue OWL website, O-W-L. I will link it in the show notes as well. I have it bookmarked on my computer. I look at it all the time. It's such a helpful, free resource. And then another thing I would recommend checking out is your university's writing center or writing lab. Um, It's a very underutilized resource, I think. It's part of your tuition, it's part of your program. Mine is all virtual, 
which is super helpful. And they have a lot of references, a lot of sample papers. I found it very easy to use and very helpful in the beginning stages of writing my paper for that university specific. Because a lot of what your professors, their rubrics and what they want, what their grading is based on, is your university's, I guess you could say their... um, what they their standard for writing, what they want as their standard. So if they have a writing lab or writing center, they may even have somebody you can like chat with or call or email about. Utilize it, look into it because that's going to be a super, super helpful resource. So once you have that APA format standards down, now you gotta write your paper. So sometimes when I go to write a paper, um, I just format my paper. I open up a blank Word document I put my heading, my running head in there, my page numbers, I do my title page. If I don't know things like the title of my paper or the date I'm going to submit it, I just put it in all caps, title of paper, date submitted. So it flags me to go back in there and change it. Um, I'll do my headings, my reference page. Just having that outline there sometimes can feel like, whew, one last task. And again, like I said, those little things like your title page, your page number, those are things on the rubric that are going to count for you if you do them and count against you if you don't. And they're very, very easy things to miss, but very easy to do. I feel like taking this tiny step sometimes helps with that daunting task of writing that paper. I think I mentioned this in the time management episode. Sometimes I'll just pull it up, save it as a file, and then that's all I've done for the day. But it makes me feel better because I feel like I actually have something there. Um, So writing the introduction, I personally typically do this part last. Um, The introduction is exactly that. It's an introduction to your paper, an introduction to what you're talking about. I know our school, we always have to have a purpose statement in our introduction. So I always just plainly come out and say the purpose of this paper is, and I explain the purpose of the paper. The way I find it easy to summarize my paper in the introduction is to utilize my headings. Um, It sounds simple, easy, kind of redundant, but it also makes that paper nice and cohesive when you say, this is what my paper is about. And if you say that in a way where it's like almost your heading title, it's very easy for your professor and for readers to understand where you're going with this paper. And cohesiveness is a big part especially for me, it's a lot of my rubrics, like, is this paper cohesive? Is it understandable? The more you make it like that, the better grade you're going to get. And again, with that introduction, utilizing your headings in there, it's going to create that cohesiveness. So my headings, honestly, I look at my rubric and my rubric is typically broken up into pieces saying, did you explain this part? Did you explain that part? Did you explain this third part? I use each of those rubric guidelines as my heading it sounds so simple to do but that's honestly that's what your professors want you to do that's what they want so for example one of your headings can be the explanation of this phenomenon the second one can be the explanation of that phenomenon the third heading for example could be summarization of both phenomenons and why they're important to nursing it sounds so easy but it is like this is why they make that rubric that outline for you to follow it's for you a to get a good grade and b to have a very organized paper so i just follow that rubric that assignment guidelines for my headings um the rubrics are honestly they're created for the outline of the paper that's what your professor wants you to follow and when you follow that you will again get a good grade 
So now you've got your introduction down, you've got your headings down, now you actually have to write out that paper. Always, always give examples. So if you say a fact, you gotta back it up. That's what that professor is looking for. They don't want you just spitting out things, ideas without backing it up. And the easiest way to back it up is your scholarly research. So that's going into your school's library, looking up those articles, utilizing your textbooks and other resources to find facts and statements to back your own sentences up. So for example, safe staffing ratios are important for patient safety. Okay, that's nice. We all kind of know that, but why? What resources and references are going to back that up? You have to give examples, and like I said, the best way to find those is your scholarly resource, research studies, articles. You have to say safe staffing ratios are important because of what Smith and Wesson say about this. It's important about what Bert and Ernie found in this uh, research. You just have to back it up with those facts. Um, And the more you can elaborate, the more length your paper is going to be. So I know when you get that assignment and you're like, this paper needs to be four to six pages. And you're like, there is no way I can talk about safe staffing ratios in four to six pages. You can because the more research and the more facts you find to build it up, that's going to be length. That's going to be your four to six pages. Sometimes you're going to find, if you find enough information, your paper is actually going to go over that. <laughs> then you have to learn how to condense a paper, which is a whole other, other topic. So the more um, facts and the more you can elaborate, the more interesting and scholarly your paper becomes. That's what your professors want. They want you to be able to utilize research and to utilize your own ideas and to put those two things together. Another really important part about writing your paper is cohesiveness. Um, You want to make sure that your paper is flowing nicely. You want to make sure those ends of the paragraph and section sentences are kind of flowing into the next idea. Your transitions are so important. They help keep the flow of the paper from one idea to the next. So, for example, say you're talking about how safe staffing patient ratios are good for patient safety. You can flow into being like, if patients are safe, then they're happy. So you can flow from the safety idea into the patient experience, patient satisfaction idea very easily. I usually use a transition sentence at the end of the beginning of my next paragraph. And also your professors really like that. They like that you can show the flow of ideas. It's not just, this is important because of one thing. It's important because of a lot of things and this is how you're going to explain it. So again, transitions from one idea to the next, very important. If you have issues trying to find write that, again, I recommend your writing center. They will help you learn how to use those transitions. So once you've written your paper, you have to write your summary of the paper. Every APA paper needs a summary at the end before your reference page. So again, the easiest way to do this is to utilize those headings. Those headings are the organization of what you talked about in your paper. So in your summary, just summarize it using those headings. Super easy. It almost seems way too simple, but it's not. They just really want a quick summary of your paper. I usually, when I write my own summary, I reword my purpose statement. I don't particularly say the purpose of this paper was. I kind of reword it a little bit to make a nice little ending to the paper, nice little summary. So again, a very simple thing to do. 
you will miss points if you don't do it because it's part of the APA format. So it's just easy to just make it easier on yourself. Reword those headings, reword your purpose statement, boom, you're done. And then once your summary is done, you need to go back and proofread. <laughs> I know it sounds hard and you really don't want to be looking at the paper any longer. I get it because some papers you've been working on for weeks, days, hours, you are done. You do not want to read about what you just wrote about again. But sometimes when you're typing really fast, you may make a typo in Microsoft Word or whatever Word program you use may autocorrect it to something different. And that is not the word that you want. I speak from experience. Sometimes when I type very fast, I type A-N instead of A-N-D for and. You don't, an and and are not the same word. <laughs> you do not want them to be mixed up in a scholarly paper you're going to submit to your professor for a grade. So read it back. As I said, if you are completely sick and tired, you cannot stand at this paper anymore, you cannot read about this topic anymore, hand it off to somebody, find a friend. I will read my husband's papers for his school sometimes. I have sent my papers to my mother, to my other friends to read before. If you can't find anybody, you can DM me. I will read your paper for you. Sometimes just getting another set of eyes, they can help you. They can be like, why is this idea, you know, kind of a more of a further explanation of different ideas. Maybe it makes sense to you because you know the research, you know what you're trying to write about. But when someone reads it, if they don't get it, your professor won't get it. So sometimes having the other person read it can help you be like, oh, I need a couple more sentences here further explaining this idea. And that again, like I said, will help you get a better grade. It'll help your overall writing for in the future. And it's just, it's just a good idea to have that person or yourself proofread. So I know we went over a lot in this podcast and I know writing in APA format is a huge topic that cannot be really condensed into a 15, 20 minute podcast episode. But I hope that this brief little overview has given you at least some tips, some pointers, some things you may not have thought about before. So again, when you're writing that paper, sitting down to write it, break it into parts. Format your title page, format those references, put all your headings in there. Um, it's just sometimes easy to break it down to parts instead of trying to sit down and just write it all out at once. Another important thing, like I mentioned, you're going to back those facts up. You're going to write why something is the way it is, and then you're going to look up for research, and you're going to back it up. M molding the research that you found into your own ideas can sometimes be a challenge to learn how to do that, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And that's honestly what your professors want you to do. They want you to take research by other nurses or other medical professionals and they want you to create your own ideas about it. That's the whole purpose of all these papers. Honestly, I don't care what your paper is about, that's, that's what they're about. So when you learn how to do that, the more you do it, the better you get, the better grades you're gonna get, the more scholarly your papers are gonna be. And honestly, I know it sounds so simple, but I have been a victim of doing it before. Use your rubric, don't go off on your own tangent. That rubric is there to outline your paper and it's what your professor is gonna be grading you on. So even if you have like the best writing, the best facts, you've found all this stuff, if it's not about what they want on that rubric, they're not gonna give you a good grade. So use that rubric, like I said earlier, each little section of the rubric, that's your heading right there. Boom, easy. And again, proofread. Proofread, proofread, proofread. 
You don't want to get docked points for something simple as a spelling mistake or missing punctuation. And like I said, having that other person sometimes look at it, you can be missing ideas that you understand, but your reader's not understanding. So that again is so helpful. And again, if you can't find anybody, let me know, slide into my DMs. I will gladly read your paper and give you feedback. Bottom line, the more you write, the more you utilize APA, the easier it gets. Honestly, at this point in my DMP program, I can reference page super easily. I can write my own reference for a journal article without even looking at the reference sheet anymore. And that just comes with practice. And just the more you do it, the better at it you get. And like I said, I will link that Purdue OWL website in the show notes. Utilize that, utilize your APA manual, and really, really, I really, I cannot recommend enough utilizing your university's writing lab and writing center. They are going to be such a great resource, especially when it comes to university-specific things that that school wants. That's where you're going to find it. You're not going to find your university-specific things in the APA manual. Your school is going to tell you what they want. When you follow that, you get good grades. So let me know if this episode is helpful for you. I'm about to go write my own paper now, so wish me luck. Gonna use my own advice. And like I said, link in the show notes. If you need me for anything, I'm here for you. Talk to you soon. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please post it on Instagram stories and tag me. My Instagram handle is at Tiffany Gasai. Also, feel free to DM me on any topics you want covered in the future. Talk to you soon.